It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to Sports Day WA on this Tuesday. It's all thanks to the Kia EV6 GT, the World Performance Car of the Year, and Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 45 years. I can smell it. Uh, cricket season is not far away. And today was the launch of the West Australian Cricket Association season. It was held this morning, and the man that's going to be uh, pivotal to that is the man that's the general manager of high performance down there at the WACA in Kate Harvey. And Kate joins us on the program now. Kate, thanks for your time. No worries, Pat. Uh, the business is certainly starting to ramp up now. We're not far away. Yeah, it sort of sneaks up on, on us a little bit, but um, certainly with the launch this morning, it feels pretty official that um, summer's not far away and, and cricket's um, right around the corner. So, um, you know, it's been a, a good pre-season, but, yeah, everyone's looking forward to getting in amongst it over the next week or so. And, of course, uh, the West Australian cricket scenario has been just fabulous. There's been so much to get excited about over the last few seasons. It's always more difficult to stay on top for an extended period of time. That is the aim, but it won't be easy. No, it's never easy. I think, um, you know, for a while there we were we were hunting and now we're probably a little bit the hunted. So, um, yeah, look, we're certainly comfortable with that. We we had that last year coming off a really strong season in the men's program. So, um, you know, to sort of repeat that this year, we sort of got an idea of, of where we're heading, but we've got a really hungry group. And, you know, we've had a lot of our players have been playing over the pre-season. We've had some of our young guys here, um, you know, preparing and, and, and getting better. And, you know, we, we bring that all together next week when we... Um, when we start up. So we're certainly looking forward to that, but um, yeah, certainly no issues from a hunger point of view or any issues around complacency. When you have a look at the West Australian contribution to Australian cricket, you only need to look at what's happened in the Australian T20 and ODI competition in South Africa. Just such a strong representation from this state. Yeah, it's really nice. I think, you know, we celebrate um, our players playing international cricket as much as we do the trophies. That's a big part of what we do. And, um, you know, to see Mitch Marsh be the captain of Australia in those formats, um, for Aaron Hardy to make his debut and, and to have strong representation across um, both those series leading into a World Cup is really pleasing and a credit to, to the players for uh, for being part of that and, and for, um, you know, a lot of our staff who help the players get there. So um, really rewarding for everyone when they're in national colours, but, you know, particularly with Aaron and, and Mitch and their, uh, their sort of achievements personally, um, it's really pleasing for them. You're an all-rounder. It's amazing the amount of all-rounders coming out of Western Australia, Kate. It's quite phenomenal. Yeah, we've been lucky. I wouldn't put myself in the category of some of the boys that we've got here now. It's been, um, they're genuine world-class all-rounders. So, um, you know, we don't have the luxury of having them all together and playing at, at any one time, but um, we feel pretty fortunate to call on, um, yeah, that skill set that we've been able to cross, you know, the men's sort of state cricket as well as the big bash over the last few years. So, um, yeah, we've been certainly very 
uh, productive in that skill set. But um, yeah, and it's nice they are all in the sort of the same squad in South Africa, which is a little bit unusual. But um, we're hoping to sort of get Aaron Hardy back at some point. But um, the rest of the boys, I think, have got a reasonable role in the World Cup. Yeah. So saying that, because of the involvement of a lot of these top-line players from Western Australia in the World Cup. Uh, I believe that for the first two or three Sheffield Shield games, it'll be a case of maybe giving some young players an opportunity. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what we've, you know, we've done pretty well over the last two years across, you know, sort of winning the last six titles. We've only, certainly in the first year, we didn't have anyone play in all three finals. And last year we had four players. So, um, it's been a testament to the depth and opportunity at different times that we've needed a real squad mentality. So, um, look, I don't think that's any different this year. I, I think we're going to get challenged a little bit more earlier in the pre-season with a, with a reasonable squad away with Australia and um, you know managing some Australian fast bowlers that, that we're trying to get through the summer and they'll have a big role to play there. And then, you know, just some injury challenges through preparations of, you know, we've had Australia A cricket and a fair bit on through the winter. So we, we, um, yeah, we're just going to be able to provide opportunity and we're, we're excited by that. We think um, that's something that we've done well the last two years. We haven't we haven't gone into the last two years with our best team on paper on the park every week. And um, you know the, the guys have had a real squad mentality and and stepped up and played a role when it's their turn. And I think that's a, a credit to the group. So um, that certainly won't be any different this season. But um, yeah, certainly early on in the summer we're going to see um, potentially some some younger guys get a get a crack, which we're pleased with. So saying that, uh, depth is very important in any elite team. What is the depth like at grade cricket level with some of these players getting an opportunity? Oh, look, I think Premier Cricket's in, in good shape. I think we get to we get to pick the best out of those players. I and mean, when we've got a 31-player senior squad in the men's program, so um, the best 31 players have been either playing overseas or, or training with us. Um, you know, we've got some really strong academy programs where we're developing the best um, really 16 to 19 year old kids through that program international championship so um, if you sort of then add in the, the young guys like Liam Haskett and um, Hamish McKenzie they've come into our state programs off the back of really strong performances in Premier Cricket so um, we think our system works well, um, we feel like we're able to continue to develop players that are able to step into this space and as we've said before um, even go on to play for Australia so we feel like that system's in good shape, certainly don't ever take it for granted but um, yeah, we're looking forward to um, to getting into some cricket and giving those guys some opportunity. Let's have a look at the BBL. Your thoughts on the WBBL draft? Mariana Cap, of course, uh, the South African, won't be part of the Perth Scorchers. But Sophie Devine, who did a press conference yesterday, will be, who's one of the best players in the world in the short form of the game. How do you think the WBBL draft worked out? Oh, look, it was challenging for us as a, as a, as a team in that, you know, we had the two two of the best players, if not the two best players in the world, um, that had signed and played for us. And essentially, the system meant that we had to make a choice, and that was a really tough one. Um, you know, Marazan was part of our, our our inaugural winning team and um, played a huge role for us over the last two years. But um, you know, we sort of felt that with Soph as our captain, that that was a really important um, skill set that she provided. So that's a really tough choice that we wouldn't have made um, of our own free will and without the WBBL draft. But those those being the rules, we. You know, we're really pleased to bring Danny White and, and Amy Jones into our group to um, yeah, to make us a, a stronger team based uh, on top of the domestic players that we feel are, are able to play a really strong role for us. So the, the draft is fine, um, understanding the mechanism by which you want to bring in the best talent. Um, um, but, yeah, we probably wouldn't have ideally gone to gone to our, our squad this issue without Marazan capping it. So um, that's unfortunate, but we'll move on and, um, and have a crack again this summer. 
Let's have a look at the men's BBL. There's been some talk about uh, the Brisbane Heat pretty keen to offer Cameron Green a pretty good deal. What's the latest on that? Yeah, look, I think um, over the pre-season, it's always been challenging with your Australian players, knowing their availability and their appetite to play the big bash, given how much cricket they play. So we're certainly comfortable with where it sits with Granny. Um, you know, I think at some point he's going to need a break, but um, you know, I can understand why. I think all eight teams would love to have Cameron Green on their list, so we certainly don't take that for granted. But look, I think something a decision will be made either way over the next week or so. Um, certainly, Cameron's away. Um, you know, he's about to embark on a World Cup, so I'm sure he'll like to square that away. But as I said, we're pretty comfortable with where it sits, and um, you know, we value Cameron very highly and would like to keep him a scorcher. But um, yeah, we'll just see how the next week plays out. So you're not totally confident that you'll keep him? Oh, look, if, if I think at this stage, it's it's really about whether whether Granny wants to play or not. I'm really comfortable that um, if Granny wants to play in the Big Bash, that he'll be a Perth scorcher. I think, like a lot of those world-class players now, they actually debate whether playing in the Big Bash is, is, is actually manageable for them. So I'm really confident that if Granny wants to be part of the Big Bash, he'll be a Perth scorcher. Um, but I think that's the decision he needs to make over the next week or so. And, and we'll be comfortable either way. You know, We sort of bank on... Him not being available, we just want to stay, keep him connected to the Scorchers. And, you know, he, he's been a strong part of WA cricket. He's certainly, um, we, we enjoyed having him last year, even though he was injured. But um, it's really a decision for, for how Kane Green is to be involved. I, I sort of think that's where the decision will be rather than which team he plays for. Yeah, fair call. Uh, and as we let you go, Adam Voges, of course, is the coach of the WA cricket team. Has there been any changes under him as in relation to support crew? No, we've got the same crew as we had last year. We've got Bo Casson as the senior assistant with, with Tim McDonald. Um, yeah, so we've, we've sort of had a little bit of change in our development coaching ranks with Jeff Marsh um, retired, so he's gone up to Coral Bay. So we've brought in Travis Burton and Michael Marshall. They mainly work with our, our developing players, our second 11, and then work up with the senior group. But in terms of what the, the senior team um, have around them, that, that certainly hasn't changed from last year. It's um, yeah, it's a, it's a winning formula. We've got great staff. Our Triple SM staff are brilliant. So um, we feel really settled in that regard and um, and look forward to them getting to work over what's going to be a pretty busy summer. What, Swamp's actually retired? Yeah, I think once Sean left, that was probably that was probably a moment for Swamp to go, I reckon I've had enough. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a sad farewell. But, um, yeah, Swamp's been, um, I think he's, he's reached the limit on his, on his wanging load. So, um, yeah, he's um, he's decided to step away. He's moved up to Coral Bay and um, a bit of a sea change. But I think, yeah, I think uh, there was a generational shift with Sean retiring and um, it certainly felt a little bit that way with Swamp as well. So I'm very thankful for his involvement in, in WA cricket But um, and he served it very well. But, um, yeah, I think he's looking forward to a break. So Swamp's going to be living in Coral Bay. You know what he'll be doing? He'll be fishing every day on one of those boats out there at Coral Bay. Good on him. Good on him. I've already seen a few videos of him fishing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, 12 hours north of Perth. I'll catch up with you once I get back to Coral Bay. It's a great spot. Good on you, Kay. Thanks for joining us, mate, and giving us an insight. Great launch this morning and really looking forward to what promises to be an exciting summer of cricket. Thanks for your time. Good on you. Thanks, Pete. Kate Harvey, the general manager of high performance at the WACA, bringing us up to date uh, with uh, cricket, which is just around the corner with the launch happening today. Just before I go, here's a tipping update for the Leg Up, Australia's fastest growing tipping service. Now, tomorrow, take note of this, Warwick Farm, race five, number one, the Milky Bar Kid. Remember the Milky Bar Kid commercials? And they used to sell Milky Bars at the corner store 
Oh, that brings back a lot of memories. Uh, the Milky Bar Kid, uh, he was building to a win at his first three runs this campaign, and then last start, when the stable went for a claim, he got his tongue over the bit and choked down. When you can't breathe, you can't run. So we, we can be forgiving of the beaten margin, and the tongue tie being applied is a significant gear change. He will take complete control of this race again with the claim and give them plenty to catch. So there you go. The latest tomorrow, Warwick Farm, race five, number one, the Milky Bard Kid. Uh, and get a leg up on the bookies with Australia's fast-growing tipping service, thelegup.com.au. And just a couple of sports headlines before I go for Irrigear. Irrigear is here. Tomorrow there's a big launch and I'll have Matt Fulton, the CEO of Sport West tomorrow. That is the peak industry body for sport here in WA. And they're launching its new industry-led initiative, uh, True Sport, in front of over 200 representatives. There'll be athletes, sporting CEOs from a diverse range of state sporting associations, both the professional sports, so our footy representatives will be there, uh, the Minister for Sport and Recreation, the Honourable David Templeman, MLA, will be there as well. So we'll find out all about it tomorrow here on Sports Day WA. And just a bit of footy news, a Brisbane key defender, Jack Payne, is in doubt for Saturday's clash with Carlton and their star forward, Charlie Kerno. Just a bit of an update there. Thanks to Irrigear, which offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions. To save time and water, Irrigear is here. And don't forget, double demerit points apply from midnight Thursday night until midnight Monday for speeding or using a mobile phone or radar detector while driving. Get caught and you could lose your licence twice as Thanks, Connor. Thanks, Jimmy, for your assistance with the program today. And thanks to you for being involved in listening to Sports Day WA. All thanks to the Kia EV6 GT, the World Performance Car of the Year, and also Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 45 years. Catch you tomorrow from 5 right here on SENWA.